Hello, world. I'm Greg Patton. A special edition of Hello, World. Bible. Lots of Bible. It's a Friday. This is the final day of our share down here in Tri-Cities, Tennessee. Kingsport, Johnson City, Bristol area. We've had a fantastic time. God has been blessing. We pray he continues for today. And then uh, this weekend, excited about this Sunday. Going to be at First Baptist Church, First Free Will Baptist Church, Elizabethan, Tennessee. Come on down and see us if you get a chance. Such an honor to be on WMIK in Middlesboro, Kentucky. Great group of people. Thank you so much for caring. Hello, world. News, information, and comment from a conservative Christian pastor in the Midwest, Fort Wayne, Indiana. I've pastored the Cross Church now for 30, going on 32 years. God has done some great things. And our meetings around the country, we could supply you with one name after another of pastors who've had our ministry from one day to weeks and weeks. Oh, God has blessed over the last many years. Get in touch with us. Greg, G-R-E-G, Patton, P-A-T-T-E-N dot com. See about conducting a meeting in your church or before your group. From one day, week, what do you have in mind? Just get in touch. Again, thank you for supporting us with your prayers, and we're grateful to those that support us monthly. It's a really big deal to our church, The Cross in Fort Wayne, Indiana, and Greg Patton Ministries, bringing you Hello World, Monday through Friday at this time, and now there's a new weekend program, Hello World Weekend. Be praying about that, and we thank you in advance. Well, we have a new video series out there called Invisible War. Our many decades of work against Satan and his demons has brought about a 40-part series, video series on everything you need to know about the spirit world. It's very real. Dateline, Indianapolis, Indiana. A man who allegedly has told family members that he hears voices and he believes he's possessed by demons has been arrested for threatening to commit a mass murder at a Tennessee church. According to reports, Thomas McVicker of Punagorda, Florida, planned this week to attack the church and then kill himself. I'm thinking about shooting a church up, but I'm afraid how it will affect my family in the flesh when I'm gone. He's accused of texting that to a friend, so I think I'm just going to kill some people on the street and get away with it, then I'll kill myself. Can you imagine? When the friend told him to seek help someplace, he replied, I'm telling you, there won't be a glorious turnaround for me. I'm going to be gone soon, forever. McVicker allegedly brought up the shooting again, stating he would carry out the attack while in Memphis on Thursday of last week, and that he intended to take his knife and slit the pastor's throat. Oh, boy. McVicker is a truck driver and travels America. There's the story that is told of Salvation Army founder William Booth in his later years, he was in frail health, and he was invited to say a word of encouragement to a convocation. Unable to attend, he sent a telegram instead with a simple yet very powerful message. It had one word, others. Philippians 2, 3, and 4, Let nothing be done through strife or vainglory, but in lowliness of mind, let each esteem other better than themselves. Isn't that something? Look not every man on his own things, but every man also on the things of others. What? Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble. 
Thinking of others is better than yourself. Don't look out for your interest only. Oh, no. But take an interest in others, too. You know what? I've learned that the easiest way for me to grow as a person is to surround myself with people much smarter than me. I've learned that no one is perfect until you fall in love with them. I've learned that love, not time, really does heal all wounds. I've learned that sometimes all a person needs is a hand to hold and a heart to understand. I've learned that when you're in love, oh yeah, it shows. I've learned that just one person saying to me, you've made my day, makes my day. You can take that relationship to the Lord Jesus Christ. Think about it now. Uh, when you're in love, it shows. When you're in love with Jesus Christ, it shows. You can tell when that person is on target. Let me give you some things that I need to do. I will love one another. You know, the last command that Jesus Christ gave his disciples before he was crucified was, a new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another as I have loved you, that ye also love one another. By this shall all men know that you are my disciples, if you have love one for another. John 13, 34 and 35. Jesus gave this command right after he washed his disciples' feet. He wanted to illustrate that this kind of love serves one another, not because we deserve it. So now I'm giving you this new commandment. You love each other just as I loved you. You should love each other. Your love for one another will prove to the world that you're my disciples. Do people know that you love Jesus Christ? I'm going to receive one another. Romans 15, 7. Wherefore, receive you one another as Christ also received us to the glory of God. Accept each other just as Jesus accepted you. You know, it's so important that churches receive all who enter their doors, especially those who are weak in the faith. Him that is weak in the faith, receive ye, but not to doubtful disputations. Accept other believers who are weak in the faith, and don't argue with them about what they think is right or wrong. Romans 14.1, Paul exhorts us not to argue with a person about things that are doubtful, such as a way a person looks or how refined his manners are. I tell our folks, bring that person in, set him right there in the front row. Is that guy rich and famous? Maybe the mayor. Or would that be that person off the street who actually came in to get some money or food and stayed for the service? I'm going to greet one another. You know, a greeting is an outward acknowledgement of an inner shared life. Romans 16, 16 says, salute one another with a holy kiss. Imagine that in the church today. The churches of Jesus Christ salute you. Greet each other in Christian love, my friend. All the churches of Christ send you their greetings. Yeah, we need to greet each other personally, impartially, thoughtfully, and wisely. That's four keys. How important is a friendly greeting? You no, know, one study showed that a visitor decides whether or not they like your church in the first 12 minutes. They've come through the door. So I guess the question might be, how is your church doing? It happened for me at I-74 Baptist. Through the front door, treated so well, I had to find out, is this real? Think about that Sunday at your church. Just joined us. You're listening to Hello World on WMIK Middlesboro, Kentucky. So good to have you on board. We're here every day at this time. 
Thank the station for having us. Support them if you possibly can in any way you possibly can. We're down in Tennessee today holding a fall fundraiser. Stations always need money. WMIK is no exception either. So if you can, pray for them and help them financially if possible. You know, there are very few instances that God called sin abomination. Not just sin, but abomination. Abomination is defined as a thing that causes disgust or hatred. Synonyms, loathing, hatred, antipathy, revulsion, abhorrence, hostility, disgrace, obscenity, outrage, evil, monstrosity. What? Leviticus 18.22 says, Thou shalt not lie with mankind as with womankind. It's an abomination. In total, there are about 76 occurrences of the word abomination, all of which speak to something that God hates. God made man perfectly, holy, and happy. And the fair earth, as it came from the Creator's hand, bore no blight, no decay, or shadow of the curse. It is transgression of God's law, the law of love, that has brought woe and death. Yet even amid the suffering that results from sin, God's love is revealed. You know, it's horrible to imagine that the same God that created man perfect and holy installed some genes that he hates. It would speak of a confused God to create man with attributes that he already hates and expects man then to be holy. Proverbs 15.9, The way of the wicked is an abomination unto the Lord, but he loveth him that followeth after righteousness. Proverbs 15.26, The thoughts of the wicked are an abomination to the Lord, but the words of the pure are pleasant words. I'm giving you all this because there is a gay pastor that says the Bible is evolving. What? And must change to accommodate our lifestyle choices today. Isaiah 40 and verse 8, the grass withereth, the flower fadeth, but the word of our God shall stand forever. No, it's not changing. God's the same yesterday, today, and forever. This pastor is wrong. Make no mistake, homosexuality is a sin. If you are a gay Christian who thinks that the same God who allowed his own son to be killed for sin on the cross is going to bend his word to accommodate your lifestyle choices, you are fatally mistaken, eternally mistaken. There's no such thing as a born-again gay Christian or a gay pastor. It does not exist. Because if you are an LGBTQ and you actually get saved, the first thing the Holy Spirit will do is convict you of your lifestyle choices and empower you to fight against those things. For this cause, God gave them up to vile affections, for even their women did change the natural use into that which is against nature. And likewise also the men, leaving the natural use of the women, burned in their lust one toward one another, men with men, working that which is unseemly, and receiving in themselves that recompense of their error, which was meet Romans 1, 26 and 27. Homosexuality is wrong and needs to be repented of. What do you think? Such a thing as a gay pastor or a gay Christian? I don't think so. I've shared with you before, doing the news, I'm a Christian, I'm a pastor, believer in the Word of God. When I was at the television station in Greenville, South Carolina, we had 62 people on staff, count them, 62 in the newsroom and in engineering and all those various areas, giving the second largest news team in the state of South Carolina. But out of those 62, 
only two profess faith in Christ. Our actions, our stories, all reflected a belief system. Reporters, by and large, have a world belief system. Yeah, there is no God, and we're going to tell you how it is and how it should be and why we think this and why we think that. That's the difference, my friend. You'll know when you're listening to a Christian news person, or you will, even on secular television. Ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. But for the most part, when you tune into your radio or television news, you're not going to hear the whole truth. Just getting in my two cents to start the day. The Washington Examiner reported that Pastor Andrew Brunson said that he was astounded at the speed in which the United States is imploding, and that he predicts persecution for Christians are going to follow. Brunson is the evangelical missionary to Turkey who spent two years in a Turkish prison. He was falsely accused of being part of a failed coup attempt against the country's president. The charges against Brunson, resulting in his unjust imprisonment, triggered a war of words and diplomatic struggles between Turkey and the United States government. North Carolina U.S. Senator Tom Tillis visited Brunson in prison and diligently worked and advocated for the missionary's release from prison. Since Brunson was not only an American citizen, but a North Carolinian, the Christian Action League initiated and lobbied for a resolution from the North Carolina House and Senatorial Statement of the State Senate, calling on Turkey officials to free Brunson. And they did. He's just surprised in the short time he was in prison how drastic America has changed. You know, you get that desensitizing thing going on there where you get used to it, you know, more and more trouble, then that's okay, and you expect shootings and that kind of thing. Yeah, we are in trouble. We need to fall on our faces before the Lord. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. See if there be any wicked way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. Where's my Bible right after this? Hello World comes to you Monday through Friday at this time on this local station, in this case, WMIK in Middlesboro, Kentucky. Thanks so much to those of you that are listening and continue to support WMIK if you would. Uh, they do some advertising here, so why don't you buy some commercials and give? We need Christian radio in this part of the country, and WMIK delivers every day. Again, we thank you for being a part of our Facebook page. I so enjoy seeing your name. Greg, G-R-E-G, Patton, P-A-T-T-E-N. I'm kind of wondering, why haven't you signed up yet? That's Greg, G-R-E-G, Patton, P-A-T-T-E-N. And once again, a big thank you to W-M-I-K. Well, the Bible speaks something about truth, does it not? Want to be free today? Yeah, truth, but where does that come from? You shall know the truth, it'll set you free. A good reading today might be 2 Timothy 3.1. In the end times and their coming, it will be terrible in those last days. People will be lovers of themselves. Tell me we're not there. Lovers of money and boastful people and proud and abusive and disobedient to their parents. My goodness, it's never been like this, has it? Ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of good for sure. The Bible says the last days on earth are going to be filled with tragedy, and there's not much good news in the world right now, is there? Doomsday, bearing down on America, think about it. In the minds of many, sure, 
Others see the future as providing more fantastic opportunities. Things are wonderful, especially in the last two years. Opportunities at every hand. New inventions happening. Microchip technology. Levels of communication and efficiency that most never dreamed of. It's a great day in America. Is it? While technological advances continue to impress us, there's also the ever-growing dark side of man. Read Jeremiah 17, 9. Man's nature is being revealed in his misrule of the planet. You hear these stories every day on Hello World. Poverty, war, ethnic tensions continue to worsen. Even in the United States of America, the nation widely recognized as the most powerful and influential nation of the free world. It's currently experiencing difficulties, right? How many people are behind President Trump? How many people were behind President Obama? Who really is the leader? So what does the future hold? Will technology be used to bring about recovery, or will it be used by evil-minded men to bring about our demise? According to the Bible, what will happen to America? You know, the majority of people who settled in this country have a unique connection to the biblical patriarch Abraham and his descendants. You can read in Genesis 48, 13-16, explaining how Joseph, Abraham's great-grandson, was sold into slavery by his brothers, yet became a powerful ruler in Egypt. Joseph's two sons, Ephraim, Manasseh, received from their grandfather Jacob a special blessing, did they not, that had previously been passed down from Abraham? Prophecies in the Bible reveal that these two brothers, Ephraim and Manasseh, would rise to prominence. Today, the descendants of those two are largely the peoples of Great Britain and the United States, respectively. To understand what's going to happen to America, you have to study biblical prophecy directed toward Manasseh. The Bible prophesies that the descendants of this man would become a great nation, and that the descendants of his brother Ephraim would become a multitude of nations, Genesis 48, 19. The United States and Britain and some of its former colonies, Canada, Australia, New Zealand, are the nation and a group of nations that best fit this biblical description. We have really been blessed here in America. As far as military prowess and physical blessings go, the Bible says that in the last days, the descendants of Joseph would be exceptionally blessed above all other nations, even their own brethren, and other nations that would rise from Abraham's descendants, Genesis 49. These prophecies have come to pass, just as God said. And the United States, hey, it's unusual. Summarizing the physical resources of this country, such as the American geography, it's an impressive one. The Great Mississippi Basin, together with intercoastal waterways, has more miles of navigable internal waterways than the rest of the world combined. The American Midwest is both overlaid by this waterway and is the world's largest contiguous piece of farmland. The U.S. Atlantic coast possesses more major ports than the rest of the Western Hemisphere combined. Two vast oceans insulated the United States from Asian and European powers. Deserts separate the United States from Mexico to the south. Lakes and forests separate the population in Canada from those in the United States. The United States has capital, food surplus, physical insulation in excess of every other country in the world by an exceedingly large margin. Sure it does. And people continue to wonder, why does God bless the United States despite all of our evil here? The U.S. is a powerful nation with abundant fertile land, a good climate, and laws that allow for creativity and investment in hard work and the ability to enjoy the fruits of one's labor. 
But in spite of the United States' blessings, my friend, poor decisions by leadership through the years have threatened the way of life of so many Americans, those that have come to enjoy this old world. Irresponsible increases in debt and entitlement programs that cannot possibly be sustained at current levels of taxation or problems passed on from one generation to the next. You take care of that. Most of those listening to this radio broadcast are Christian, are conservative in their ideas and philosophies. And one of the dangers of all of this stuff, especially politically, is getting your eyes off of God and onto a man. Remember, God is in charge. Always has been, always will be. This week, we're going to talk more about America's position in the world and why does God continue to bless us so? Solomon wrote, everything under the sun is meaningless, like chasing after the wind, Ecclesiastes 114. Do you ever feel like that's happening? Everything in your life is meaningless? You're chasing the wind? No wonder you can get depressed in the world today. Without a doubt, we will be much further ahead if we focus on the Lord Jesus Christ. Keep your eyes on him. I continue to say, glance at the devil, focus on Jesus Christ. Yeah. Depression, it could come to all of us at any time through all kinds of circumstances, but God's the great equalizer. He will take care of business in your life if you let him. Do you know him, by the way? Have you ever trusted Jesus as Savior? For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved, Romans ten thirteen. And for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Ask God to forgive you today, that whole past, your whole life, and accept Jesus. What a great way to live and die. Well, here's a sad story turned glad. A New Jersey man was reunited with his terrier a year after the dog was stolen from his car. John Tomaloso was moving from Florida to New Jersey last January, stopped in Richmond, Virginia to buy a sandwich. While he was in the store, someone broke the window of his car and took the dog out. Can you imagine? Just before Christmas, the dog named Buddha was turned into the Richmond Animal Care and Control Center. The staff found a microchip and eventually tracked down Tumaloso in New Jersey. He was surprised, well, needless to say, surprised and delighted to hear his dog had been found, but was unable to drive to Virginia to pick the dog up. And that's when... A shelter volunteer named Jillian Phillips stepped in. She drove the dog from Virginia to New Jersey. When I heard this story, all I could think was, my dog. And if something like that had happened to my dog, I just hope somebody out there would be willing to help me and make a drive like this. There are some really neat people in the world today. Yep, that's a good one. And finally, a... A dog story here. I need to rehome a dog. Not a problem. I'll even mail him to you. Small terrier tends to bark. Oh, a lot. I'm sorry. If you're interested, just let me know. I'll jump over my neighbor's fence and <laughs> get it for you. And then there's this. This is Greg and Sharon Patton here. The old man goes up behind his wife because he thought she had a hearing problem. So he snuck up there and said, honey, can you hear me? No response. Moved a little closer. Honey, can you hear me? Still no response. Finally, he moved right behind, right into her ear. Honey, can you hear me? She turned around and said for the third time, yes. 
<laughs> you, how do you guys identify with that? Not me. Oh, no. I Never anything like that. You've been listening to Hello World on this Christian radio station for a Friday. Today is actually the well, final day of the Spring share 2022 in Tri-Cities, Tennessee at WHCB. And that's it. Had my say for a Friday. Thanks so much for tuning in Monday through Friday to Hello World. I appreciate it so much. God bless. Enjoy your weekend, my friend.